Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Randy. So this week, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about side projects and 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 doing interesting and fun things. We were talking a little earlier and you said you just weren't doing anything fun in tech at the moment. So um, I know we've talked in the past about how we'll find side projects just to do, just to keep us engaged or just to learn new technologies or, or try out new frameworks or things like that. Um, are you, are you too busy with, with your day, day job or, or do you have too many irons in the fire that there's really no energy or incentive to go out and, and start a new one? Yeah. So I did, I did make that statement. I'm not doing anything fun right now, but that's not true. It's my world has changed dramatically in the last nine months because I'm working at a bigger firm and I'm working in a management role. I just recently moved up to like an official manager after being a lead, which was really, I was doing the manager stuff before, but the pro the difference is that now, like when I was working, when we started the podcasts, I was working in a startup world in a uh, agency type world where new stuff and choices on tech were kind of greenfield and had no dependencies. No, nobody would say, Oh, you can't build in this new thing because it affects all these other things. So every time I was presented with a problem, I could look at how is the future tech? How's the newest stuff working to solve this problem? Okay, we can use this um, as long as it's not like bleeding edge and may die. But now all choices that I'm a part of tend to have constraints. Even, and I'll tell you, there's, I got two examples of that, of this that are good. But they have constraints around how an existing business structure will allow me to solve the problem. And so even like, let's say if my boss were to hear me say I'm not working on fun stuff, I think he would say, hold the, hold the, the hold on, because there's tons of stuff you're working on that is, you know, your team is working on that is great and new. So sure. was, we're not stuck in some kind of like jQuery, Angular 1 field world or anything. We're, we are actually being given a lot of greenfield stuff to work on. But I don't, ha I don't get to control everything from the text editor to the deployment. And sure. that is, it is horribly constraining to me that I have to ask, so many people on this ladder, can I do this? Can I even waste my, can I even spend time thinking about X technology? So that, that's really, I, I would say I'm much more constrained, contained. Um, and I'm, I'm not a bleeding edge person when it comes to doing tech. So it's not like 
it's not like this new layer of management is necessary for me to work in a reasonable kind of risk averse manner. Um, but that's just what I'm, I'm in that world right now. So, so on the one hand, I am in this management role with a company that's got a lot of legacy tech and a lot of, there's just constraints around how fast you can build and what new tech you can use. On the other hand, on a side project I have, it is a pure startup. There sure. is no there is no prescription from the other people involved as to what tech we'll use. But we are selling this product, this concept to enterprise firms. And they are asking us technical questions around things that I'm like, I don't, we don't have, a, we, we don't manage these, the servers. We're going to outsource most of these steps to third parties. And I can't answer the questions you're asking technically because these other firms are doing it. Right. And that's a constraint because I'm getting pushback from the, the side project person in a way. He's like, well, I, I think we need to be able to answer these questions. And I'm like, we can't afford to answer these questions. Like based on the budget, we can't prop up our own server system to speak to each layer of how data is stored at this stage and that stage and security around it. I'm like, at the prices you're quoting, I'm outsourcing that to a managed provider and that's who's doing it. And I can't, we've talked about this a number of times. Like if host, if Heroku is doing your hosting, how do you explain what, like where and how the data is being used at every point? I don't right. think you can. And so I'm just in this development process for applications now where I have to ask so many questions about people's considerations and legacy choices that I just didn't have to before. Right. And, and so I should have answered you more with, I'm in a much more constrained world development world now for applications than before, which seemed like I was like, that scene of far and away where people are riding horses and flags to stake their pro like their property on the new world. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like, Oh, Greenfield is, I don't have that concept anymore. I've lost that um, in right. the last few months. That's, that's the way I feel, I would say. Yeah. And, and it, I don't, I think you've done some interesting stuff within the past two months um, in, in trying to figure out the whole, Gatsby and, and static site stuff. Um, but that that's just on a hold right now. And now you're having to do the hard work of answering the security questions, which is, as you said, something I've, I've had to deal with numerous times. Um, and I, the unfortunate thing is there aren't good answers yeah. when it comes to answering the security stuff. Um, for, for third party solutions. Um, a lot of the answer is look at this Heroku page. It, it explains what they do. Um, uh, beyond that, we, we encrypt the data 
at rest as well. So it, it's little stuff like that. Um, but, uh, and I think that's, I think that's just the point. I think you've got enough irons in the fire right now and you're doing enough things that are pushing the limits of, of what you know, and you're having to, to dig in that while it may not be quote fun, um, it's, it's new to you. Um, and, and it requires learning on your part. It's just not sexy. It's security stuff and yeah. it's infrastructure stuff, which you and I aren't those guys. There are, there are plenty of people who love that stuff. Um, we're not them. So yeah. I, I, I think that's where, where this all falls is that it's more of a, yes, I've got stuff I have to do, but it's new to me, but it's not necessarily what I would choose to do in my free time if, if I had it. Yeah. And it's always, uh, it's always a challenge. I mean, it's almost like, okay, at this level, (laughs) when you start taking more money in your career and more stability, you kind of give up. It's like you're getting paid to like put shackles on the fun, like the, the freedom. You're getting paid to be the adult. Yeah. (laughs) And I want the money. And I, and and I, I'm always, I feel like I've always been an adult, but, um, it's just one of those things of, man, it was for a while there. I just felt like I was not only surfing, but I was also choosing the waves. Sure. And, now I'm like much more in this. Okay, I gotta see how. Like I don't have any control. All I can do is control the beach that I'm going to, and that's all I get to control. I don't get to control any other factors. Whether I might get to choose the wave, I get to. Sometimes I'm assigned take that wave, and I'm just like all that. All that is so different to me. Um. But it's, it's what I think makes a good between a good and a bad manager is the ability to to, to recognize that. Um, and this is probably a completely off base um, analogy, but it's like you're you're not only are you not surfing and choosing the wave and and what you want, you know, everything about it. You also are taking a field trip. You're you're in charge of organizing the field trip to go surfing. So you need to get all the legal uh, permission slips signed and medical forms signed, and you have to do all the legalese behind it as well. Well, yeah. The well, I also I'm considering many more people how it how everything we do affects other people sure um and i think like when i talk to people when i talk to new developers about software and what's important i always say this is a people job do not do not think that you that your code you're sitting in front of a computer and the ability to shut off slack and phone calls makes this a job where you're just talking to computers right every choice every line you write has there is a potential people related impact to that 
now at my level, I'm surprised if there's any choices I make that don't have a significant impact on other people. Um, maybe one day we'll be building things where it truly does affect more of a chain of computers that think on their own, but we're not even remotely close to that. Everything, no. Everything's about how will a human, uh, how will a person respond to the choices our team is making at all these various stakeholder levels. And it's just, in, in the, I guess the other side too, it slows everything down tremendously. Like the, the patience that you have with Aspire now is what I'm getting into. Sure. Like you, you were, to, you had talked about stuff with Aspire, um, a couple like at the beginning of our podcast and i'm like i wonder if you ever got that done because it seemed like it was taking forever to make a small choice and now i'm just like holy crap i could have done this yesterday and it's still taking three weeks to get it approved with three or four other people to look at it you know that kind of thing. right exactly and i've i'm and now i'm in the mode of just like okay i guess this is the cycle and i I, I, I shouldn't belabor it too much with other people because it's just how the company works. But I also don't know if that's like, is there a point where I need to step up and go, um, is there a step where I need to stand up and go, this is taking too long and it's detrimental. And I, I could do that with small companies where it's easier to talk to the executive level, but here I don't have that same access. And I, it's up to them to almost decide it that not even I can, I guess. Right. And I, I do think, I do think for the most part, um, you're, you're not talking about just your company. You're talking about companies of that size in general. Um, it, it, it is, it's just the way it works when you get to companies of that size. Um, as you said, you can't simply make decisions on your own. Um, you, you have to analyze all the impacts it has across many different vectors. Um, and that's for some people that's fun for other people. It's constraining. Um, and, and right now it's just a case of you're having to work through that. So yeah, like I like that's all that's all I really have in the sense of now I'm part of a process that needs a lot more opinions and a lot more consideration. And I'm not really sure how to navigate it like for it to be fun. So that was probably so I, I guess in my comment of I'm not working on as much fun stuff, I should say the processes are no longer as fun as they were. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's not it's not the code the code itself is not the the big problem there's still plenty of fun tools and there's but here's the other thing is i can't do anything bleeding edge at all like dipping my toes in either job right now in what it would be considered new and pushing the envelope uh i think the the real job would like to say that we are, but we're still 
just trying to get things up to a certain level of productivity. And on the other side, we don't have the tool, we don't have the resources, we don't have the people or the time to do brand new stuff. So I'm looking at using everything I'm looking to use is relatively stable and there's no risk taking um, for the most part. And in your, and in your situation, stable is a good thing. Um, stable isn't fun, but stable is a good mm-hmm. thing because it doesn't cause outages, which are extremely stressful. Yeah. So, yeah. Or bad bets it, that depletes your runway to keep the business yeah. going. Yeah. But it's hard. So it, I, it's I think harder. I think it's okay to say it's not fun and not, that not be, uh, that, that's not what you said. I, I, I misspoke. Yeah. So you're not working on fun stuff and that not necessarily be a derogatory thing. It's just, it's not where the time and the energy needs to be spent right now. Yeah. Um, well, I think I did say not fun. <laughs> so you, you didn't misspoke. I, mean, <laughs> I, I just needed to manipulate my words better or to change what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's... I mean, the thing is, like, if you look at the tools, like, there's so many people that work... For them to... For me to be able to say, I, I am working with a team using the latest version of React. That's hard. Yeah. And I can say that for both projects. To say that I'm being able to use cloud services, um, that I'm using a brand new CMS framework, to say that my team is getting to explore beta features on React, to say that we're using that GraphQL is a, an API layer we're considering. Like, I can say that about, about both the real job and the side job projects, and not mm-hmm. many people can. Right. So maybe it's just more of a control thing. I just don't have all of the, I can't pull all the levers anymore. That might be it. Yeah, it might be. And, and, that's that's not fun that's that there that's not fun it's it's control taken away it's decisions taken away when decisions decision making can be fun um so yeah i i completely get it and we've had many discussions where you've smacked me down from going and doing the fun stuff because <laughs> i'm the big executive um yeah so i have I, done I, that. I, numerous times and and uh it's okay because i i it's the right thing and that's why i haven't built 20 tools for our company because are there 20 things 20 problems i could be solving yes um would my solution significantly impact the health of the business or the or the efficiency of um, the office in some cases, yes. In some cases, the, the improvement would be in my mind only. Um, so, so I, I see that I see a better quote, better solution 
and I walk away from it. And that's, that's not fun. So I, I, I yeah. get what you're saying. So, I mean, have you ever felt that, like that you've had, like, I guess with your, your full-time job, you do have all the decision-making, right? You, you do get to pull all the levers. Yes. And, and that's the, the problem with that is sometimes you have to be the adult yeah. <laughs> and you have to say, no, I, I, I can't pursue the fun thing because it's, it, that the benefit does not outweigh the cost and or the risk. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's the way everything is in life. I, I was just at the doctor's office. They want to do a, a certain procedure that does not sound like it's going to be fun. But it's not like I can go, no, we're not going to do that um, because I don't like the sound of it. It's more of, okay, let's do it. I'll be a big boy and just go go do the procedure. So it's, it, it, you know, it, it's one of those cases where I guess we're just getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the name of this podcast is This Old App. And... <laughs> and <laughs> So the, maybe we're we're sticking to the original goals of this whole reporting, but um, I mean, for you, this is kind of like the. Would you say this is your first job that you've had that freedom? Because when I met you, you were working for IBM. Well, yeah, I, it. I well. I quote had the freedom at Aspire EDU to choose the solutions. Okay. So I, mm-hmm. and I was the CTO of a startup. I got to choose everything. Um, the project quick, uh, because I was not day to day hands on in the code, helping to build it. The, it got big enough to where I, the decisions I was making at the, eventually turned to be, do we go this direction or this direction? Because these are choices that the developers made along the way. So um, this is the first time I've had absolute control to do whatever I want and and push us in whatever direction I want. Um, And there's, there's fun in that, but it's also balanced by the not fun of having to say, yeah, we can't do this fun thing because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've, I, like you said, I've always tried to be a wet blanket on your having fun and your, um, not the Spire EDU role, but the, the construction specialties role. But like, I still, when I, when you chose Python for Aspire EDU, I remember thinking at the time, wow. That's no fun because you don't know it and you won't be able to get your hands into it. But over the long haul, it's almost like it's been freeing for you because you don't, you make choices on what others will prioritize the work and you don't, are not inclined to get your hands too dirty in that. Yeah. Which is probably healthier for the business. Um, I know right now, some of the people transitioning into management roles uh, where I am have had trouble getting their hands out of it. Right. 
and it's reduced their ability to be as good at management as they otherwise would. Why? Because when people reach out to them to make decisions and choices, this like, oh, it's kind of like asking someone, hey, how should I run this this auto body shop or this mechanic shop? And it's like, well, give me a half hour. I'm in here fixing this engine right now. Right. Someone's like, no, I need to ask you about how to run the business, how to how to handle these customers, how to deal with all these other factors. And, and your, your focus your, your is work, on your workman's comp insurance is due today. And so yeah. you have to go do that if you want to name an un, unfun thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I've got people talking to me because they can't talk to their managers because the manager is trying to focus on code. And I'm, I've basically said, people have asked me, are you still going to code? And I'm like, I just have no, I don't think so. I don't think I can. I think I need right. to, I need to be working with people in, in meetings and communication and writing up documents and handling JIRA boards way more than I need to be coding things. And that's, that's why, like, so going back to what I, my whole point was, your choice with the Spire and choosing a language you personally didn't know had the probably unplanned side effect of you're a better manager because of it. Yeah, I got to I, I got to actually manage as opposed to program, and I, I that you're right that that was an absolute benefit. Um, I'd, I'd be interested. Maybe we should pull him back on here, but, uh, Mark, Mark, uh, Thompson. Oh yeah. Um, he, he's built his app and it's out there in the world. I wonder if he's, if he's struggling with this as well, because once you've put something out there in the public, all the fun stuff goes away or not all, a lot of the fun stuff goes away because your, your choices are impacted by how it affects your clients at that point. And he doesn't have a management structure. It's just him. But his choices are probably still constrained. So maybe we'll get him on one time and ask him about that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it'd be great to have him back. He's got a, He's had a whole lot of time since the last time we had him on. And I know he's doubled down in the coding space around Dart and Flutter and all that good stuff. So... Um, yeah, he's, he would definitely be the contrast to what I'm talking about today, I think. So I'll have to reach out to him and see if we can get him on here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, other than that, <laughs> it's weird. Cause I think I, when I said I'm not doing any fun stuff, it sounds negative. It's just such a different, it, it's, I'm in a different spot and I can breathe. Yeah. After work. Like I have never in the last decade, I have never walked away from my desk at five o'clock and then shown up back at the desk the next day without having done some kind of technical work related to side projects or learning something new or whatever. And truly came back and go, wow, I haven't been at this computer since five. Like, I've always got my phone on, but I'm not, I've done less and less work on my phone. And on the weekends, like, oh, I'm going to spend a whole Sunday and I'm not going to do a lick of code or research around code. 
Like I just haven't had that for 10, uh, almost 15 years, probably. Yeah. Cause when we met, I was doing all that side fantasy sports stuff and like that took up all my extra time for a chunk for a while. So in a way I'm now having this privileged work life balance that I never thought possible because I'm not pushing the envelope at all the crazy time, like all the time with my own bare hands. So that that's the trade off too. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a lot different. I feel a lot less stressed for, for it. I, I can, I do know that. Um, I just, it was never a goal of mine, but I guess that's the, the other side of the other side of it is I could have answered you. You said, how you're doing, how are you doing or what are you working on? I could say, Oh, I'm working on balance. <laughs> I'm working on a, a true work schedule that is sane to most people. Um, and funny in a funny way, I'm making more stable money than I did. Right, because I, I made more per like on a revenue income level, I made way more as an ag- running an agency, but the the cost involved with that eats a chunk of that down to a normal salary level. Like the numbers looked pretty, but it wasn't by any means that profitable. I mean, sure. that way per sure. hour, it definitely wasn't. So yeah, this old app and this old these old guys running this old app. Yeah, that's that's maybe that's what we're talking about today. Old <laughs> old people in development. But and that's okay because I have a feeling in six months one of us is gonna be doing something pushing <laughs> <up again. laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no question I'm gonna be out there doing some Microsoft stuff sometime soon. I just have to focus on a problem that needs it. So Yeah. Uh, and there's there are I'm still very interested in where the VR world is going. Um, I feel like that's the new interface that we'll start, we'll we'll eventually see, but it seems like it's going way slower than I expected. Yeah. But would, would, would you ever do anything on the VR side, but be a consumer of it? Uh, I, I feel like VR on the entertainment side. No, I will, consume VR for entertainment purposes only. I will not be producing content that's entertaining. I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the ability to do that. Um, right. But I think it's more about um, like right now uh, at my desk, I've got four screens and I've already, we talked about on another episode of CTO think about how to like transmit visual discussions through an uh, online remote medium. Right. And I, and I feel like VR is going to break down these barriers. Like if the coronavirus pushes us into a remote workforce faster in the next six months because of fear around it, not because I'm worried about it myself, but because of the, hey, we everyone needs to take a break from hanging out face to face. Let's all work remote. Well, people are going to start pushing for better remote tools. And I think VR is going to be a driver for that. Because not everybody can take the time to set up four screens to work with their Mac. 
Yeah, I I guess uh, I'm not. We're not going to let this devolve into another VR argument. <laughs> um, but I I've seen what what Microsoft is, has been promoting as you you know the VR workplace. Yeah, and, and it just does not look appealing. Yeah, um, it's, it's Palm Pilot level right now. Uh, yeah, so I, I I understand what you're saying. I just I just don't. I, I, somebody's got to show me a better vision. Yes. I, I, what I'm saying is I'm wanting, I'm trying to figure out when VR hits the iPhone, like the iPhone release, the first one ever. Like that's what I'm looking sure. for. We're, sure. To me, we're in Palm Pilotville. And I, if it's like, yeah, this isn't going to cut it. Um, and there were I, plenty of things that died before bef- yeah. between Palm Pilot and the iPhone. Yeah, like is Oculus? Does Oculus have to die so someone can take the, what they were working on and make it what we all actually subscribe to? And I just don't know, but I, I feel like that's the new terrain. Sure, like that's that's the green space of information transfer. That's that's what I would be most interested in working on if something was going to be new, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but it's also, it looks like you're going to have to, someone needs to lose a crap ton of money in it before it ever makes me a dime. And that's the problem. I think. Right. Right. So, so yes, yeah, so we don't need to let this devolve into another VR rant. Session. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Um, so I think that's it for this week. It, it sounds like it's time for us to go review more legal documents and security questionnaires and more fun stuff. Oh yeah. Responsibility. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up at the tail end. Yeah, no worries. Go have fun <laughs> with that. All right. Well, we will talk again soon. Cool, man. Later. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.